Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Who's Dee Dee? That was my son had an asthma attack. She took him to the hospital. No, I did right. not. You oh, go. I never took Dee Dee to a hospital. Never have I took Dee Dee Where to a hospital. Where did you hospital. take him? I took Dee Dee to the court building to drop him off because she was up there suing some other person and for Dee Dee and the other grandchildren. And I dropped her off, dropped Dee Dee off at the court building. I've never taken Dee Dee to a doctor, period. This is the plaintiff, Alternette Smith. She says her friend lied to her about owning a house she was renting a room in. And once the dust was settled, she was forced to move out and wasn't allowed to collect her belongings. That's right. Her one-time friend turned on her. She's now out $10,000 in lost belongings and pain and suffering and is suing the defendant here and now for her money. is the defendant Yvette Crayon. She says her former friend, the plaintiff, just up and left one day out of the blue. She said she was going to the laundromat, then just never came back to the house. The woman abandoned her property. She doesn't need this aggravation because she had coronavirus and she can't wait for the judge to put an end to this insanity so she can go on with her life. She's accused of ending a friendship. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The litigants are not actors. They are involved in legitimate disputes, and they have agreed to have those disputes settled here in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Leon is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Ms. Smith and Ms. Crayon, you are each suing each other for $10,000. Uh... Ms. Smith, you're suing for items, according to you, worth $3,300, and the rest in pain and suffering. And you, Ms. Crayon, are suing for rent and some bills and the rest in inconvenience, hardship, and harassment. All right, let me hear first from you, Ms. Smith. You and the defendant know each other how? Actually, she is a cousin by marriage. Okay, so you had lost some touch, but then somehow you reconnect and you find out that her son has bought her a house and she has some extra room and you decide you're going to move in, correct? Yes, yes. So you sign a lease that you're going to be her tenant for a year, starting in January, correct? Um, yes, I did sign a lease, but it was basically supposed to have been paid through OASIS, and they constantly asked her to give the W-9 to them, but she doesn't own the house, and they were asking for... I'm sorry, are you saying that the agency... Okay, stop. Are you saying that the agency that was supposed to be helping you pay rent uh, didn't approve her as a landlord? 
it's not that they didn't prove her. She never turned in the paperwork for them to approve her. Okay. Uh, Ms. Crayon, she comes in, she's living with you, and then according to you, she ends up leaving and just ghosting. Tell me about that. Well, I asked her if she's going to stay. She tells me she's going to Taco Tuesday down in L.A. Taco Tuesday? Okay. I never heard but she doesn't come else back. from her. You didn't hear from her again until when? I, I think it until was like when? the end of January. I would have to look at the text messages. Yeah, uh, I did look at the text messages, she... though. And I do see text messages between you on January 14th. She gives somebody named Dee Dee a ride. I don't Who's Dee Dee? Right. She was still at, she was still here. That was my son had an asthma attack. She took him to the hospital. Okay. No, I did right. not. That, oh, you I go. never took Didi to a hospital. Never have I took Didi. Where to did a you hospital. take him? I took Didi to the court building to drop him off because she was up there suing some other person and for Didi and the other grandchildren. And I dropped her off, dropped Didi off at the court building. I've never taken Didi to a doctor. Period. Right. What happened when uh, you went to Taco Tuesday and the next thing that happens is you're, you have an arterial, a, a vein issue, a circulation issue, and what ends up happening to you? Okay. Um, on the day that I went to Taco Tuesday, I ended up having to have a, what do you call it? They had to put stents in my, in my leg, basically. Did you end up in the hospital? Yes, I All did. Right. And they ended up stenting your veins? putting stents in your life. Yes. All right. And then at, at some point, you text her towards the end of January saying, tell me when I can go pick up my stuff. Yes, I did. I had been making several calls to her, and she had been ignoring me, I'll say. But then she finally answered one text and said she wasn't ignoring me, uh, that she had been busy trying to make money or whatever uh, to pay her bills, and that she wasn't that petty. But I saw. I, I read text. the text, and you know, for you yes. to say that she, you just had no idea where she was, just isn't true. I mean, she was texting you, and t t and then a Thank lot you. of her texts, she's telling you, "You're not answering." I keep. You said you'd call me back. Are you still sleeping? And you were telling her you were super busy, that you were working crazy hours, that you're not that petty. And then finally, at the end of January, she's trying to get her stuff. In fact, she goes there with the police to get her stuff because that's when she tells you, I'm not moving back. So now all of a sudden, Miss Crayon, you're expecting that her rent payments that are gonna come to you through a third party rent assistance program are supposed to be coming to you for a year and they come to you never because she says, I'm not, I'm not gonna stay with you, correct? Negative, negative. I spoke with her caseworker. She said that she it didn't matter because all they were going to give me was $115 and that it was up to Tony to pay me the money in which they forwarded to her. When I asked Tony for the money, Tony told me that she had to pay her car insurance and that she would rather sleep in her car. At that point, All right, I let me ask you a question. At one point in January, though, this is a house that supposedly was in whose name? Yours, your son's, whose name? I have the deed in which it was transferred by deed, recorded in L.A. County, and still on recorder as of December 31st. 
Okay, but so didn't you lose the house in January? Business. I did not. Because um, I, I, I see that the, the house changed. No. No, it you may not, not. You may be refusing to leave and they have to evict you, but it looks like there was a foreclosure at the end of January, according to the government record. Is that not true? Yes, I'm in litigation with oh, the finance okay. company. It still doesn't take away the point that when she moved here, she actually moved here in, in, in November, okay? I waived rent from November. My witnesses. She goes there to try to get her belongings out of that house. She actually goes there with the police. And yes. what do you tell the police? Because you don't give her her stuff. I do not. I tell them it's a civil matter because at this point I go to L.A. to go rent a U-Haul to find out I can't rent a U-Haul because Tony rented a U-Haul in June of 2019 and that they felt like she was fraudulently trying to rent one under my name when we were trying to pick up donations for the Christmas program. Okay, I'm not understanding. There's a bill at U-Haul and it's under There's your name. There's a bill that she generated. In June, she knew that she had a negligent bill. So when I made my reservations and everyone, my witnesses can, can vouch for this because someone else had to bring their license, they said they did not rent it because she had a delinquent bill because Tony was the name that I put down as the driver. So they looked at her and said, well, no, you have a delinquent bill. So they gave me that debt under policy. When I called to the corporation, just they said she's that a driver. Why would, just because she's a driver? That doesn't make any sense. Because just because you that, put her as a driver, they, they give you her old bills? I have a witness here that can stipulate that, yes. Okay, tell, call your witness who was there with you at U-Haul. you were there. Sabrina Johnson. Come, Sabrina. Hello. Hello. Can you raise your right hand? Uh, you solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so I'll help you God. Yes, I do. Your Honor. Okay, were you there at U-Haul? Yes, I went to the U-Haul as well. And, and what happened? so um, I was told that um, Tony couldn't rent it because prior to her um, being the driver on this truck that we were trying to get, she had a past bill. So then I okay, said... That makes sense. So they wouldn't let her rent because one of the people that she was trying to, to list as a driver at that event was someone who had a delinquent bill. So they wouldn't let her rent it in her name. But they're not making her pay the delinquent bill. Well, yeah, they put it on her, on her paperwork for her to pay it. Since she used her, it was used. If they her put it on her paperwork for her to pay it, I would like to see the paperwork they put it on for her to pay it. Do you have that paperwork, or does she have the paperwork that shows that they she what has to pay it? When we went downtown, when we went on Western, they didn't give us the paperwork. No, the lady printed out All right. something. Okay. Mm. All right, don't worry about it. Switch places with her. Bring me Miss Crayon. Let's bring Miss Crayon okay. back. I want to talk to Miss Crayon. Thank you, my dear. Okay, so Miss Crayon, the police and she go to pick up her stuff, and you tell the police the phrase, it's a civil matter, right? Yes. That's what the police always tell somebody else. It's a civil matter when it's not. So you told a the police matter. this time it's a civil matter, right? Yes, well, it wasn't a criminal matter. The police were just trying to help her get her stuff. All right. I didn't have a problem ever giving her her stuff. It's just that after I called about the U-Haul, 
three days later when we got back from L.A., when I was denied to rent a second U-Haul, then this is when she sh she showed up at the door with the police. And I was like, well, I mean, you could have called and just asked. And they was all, and so I, yes, I was angry. I was angry. Okay. Because, I mean, you, now, you I mean. You still have her stuff, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Now, you have a witness who's going to testify as to what the stuff is and what its probable worth is. Because you, ma'am, are suing for, according to you, you're homeless and people need to pay your rent, but you've got $3,400 of stuff that you left behind. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And according to you, that is baloney. And you have a witness who's going to testify. I'd like to hear from that witness about the stuff that was left behind. Okay. That was me again, Judge. Oh, okay. okay. Well, so, you're back. <laughs> yes. So I, I went with Miss Smith to go pick up her things from the place where she was moving out of. I went and helped her. It was snowing that day. Um, we took totes of arts and crafts stuff like ribbons and. Um, little packs of socks. And so um, that, those were the things that we got other than her, you know, personal stuff, her clothing, her shoes and stuff like that. But um, we loaded the truck up with um, all of her arts and crafts stuff that was in these totes. And it was about uh, three totes. So you don't think it was worth $3,400, the stuff that you helped her move in? No, ma'am. Do you have any receipts for the $3,400 worth of stuff that you say is over there? Do you have a single receipt? Um, the only receipt that I have is for the bed. Any other receipts that I may have would be there in my belongings at Ms. Crayon's house. Now, Okay, let's uh, switch. Can I have Ms. Mm -hmm. Crayon back? So, Ms. Crayon, you still have a bunch of her stuff. When you say you were mad about the U-Haul, did you two, have you had two been able to talk to each other since then at all? No, because right after that, um, she served me with the court papers. And then, um, oh. I, be, I, I don't, I, I do Facebook, but I really don't do the game thing. I don't have time for that. So I don't know nothing about thug life, but I do know that she is a thug. She's a main street crip. So when I received these things, I asked my 15-year-old son, Raphael, what does this mean? He says, Mom, she's threatening you. Because when you open the app, it says, Yvette Antoinette just shot you. And I'm like, why would she be sending me this? I'm, I'm not a thug. I don't, I don't play games online. Um, and so that at that point, I sent her an email saying, or, or, or responded, saying for her to cease this because I'm taking it as a threat because it's not my... You know, all right, it, Ms. Crayon, me. let's talk about something. You are counterclaiming against her. You want the balance owed for January, which uh, you're saying is the $700 deposit. But you don't, once somebody moves out, you don't get a deposit. I mean, the deposit is for damages, and there's no damages in this case. So uh, in terms of actual rent for January is an additional 200. You're also suing for the rent for the rest of the year because she signed a lease and she should be responsible for it. The problem that you have is that by the end of January, the foreclosure is entered. It's not that there was a foreclosure suit and you're fighting the suit. The foreclosure actually got entered 
and you're not the owner anymore after the end of January. You're really not the record owner. You may be refusing to leave, and they may be, you may have litigation because you won't leave, but that doesn't mean that you're entitled to charge rent to somebody else for the rest of the year for that. So I do find that she owes you the $200. Now, another thing that you're counterclaiming her for is the hotel. You folks take a trip to Vegas, correct? Yes, on the 31st. I moved All right. in on the and 30th, when you go to on the 31st, we were gone to Vegas. And what happened in Vegas? You were supposed to be staying with some relatives of hers, and you end up going to a hotel. Did you ever agree to pay for half of that hotel? No, I did not. And according to you, the first night, you folks end up sleeping in a car? In my car, yes, we did, in my truck, in front of Palace Station. The second night, okay. we stayed at her cousin Lamar's. The third day after 3 o'clock is when we checked into Circus Circus. The fourth day is when we left on the way back. Okay. And she got right, that so room. So now you have any texts or any emails or any proof whatsoever that she's supposed to pay you for half of that hotel for that night? Um, no. And the reason why I was requesting that is because we all went to stay with our sons. When I got there, my room wasn't going to be ready, which was my comp, until the next night. So we all were supposed to stay with our sons and go to the hotel. The reason why I'm asking her for that is because I end up paying for her 19-year-old um, son with his 16-year-old pregnant girlfriend that um, I end up feeding. I bought breakfast, lunch, and dinner for us. That some of the, I Did left you folks have an agreement that she would pay you? I know you feel she should yes, pay you. Yes, because have, the Can you prove that the there girl. was an agreement? Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So in court, we deal with proof not anger. It doesn't matter who's angrier at who else. It doesn't matter uh, how much you guys hate each other. I deal with the proof in front of me. Let's talk first about the plaintiff's claim against the defendant. There are numerous things that were left behind. She still has them. And I want you, Ms. Crayon, to make them available. I don't want you two in contact with each other. We're going to make arrangements to get that stuff out of there and to get them returned to you. I don't believe for a second they're worth 3,400 bucks, but please don't touch them. We know what you have. You've been, you know, you've been forthright about that and all that stuff. We're going to make arrangements to go to you. You don't get $6,612 for pain and suffering and severe distress or stress just because you and somebody are fighting. You have a counterclaim against her for 10 grand. I do find that she owes you the rest of the rent for January, which would be $200. But as for $7,700 in rent for a house that you don't own, I cannot do that because you don't own the house right now. Right now, you're just a holdover. Um, as for the U-Haul bill, if you showed me any proof U-Haul was making you pay her bill, I would, but you're not showing me proof of that. All right, as for inconvenience, hardship, and harassment, no. 
Uh, and the hotel bill, you've also admitted that you don't have any proof that she was supposed to pay half of that. You just feel that she should. So in the plaintiff's claim against the defendant, we are resolving it by an order that I'm going to enter that the defendant has to return your things. In the defendant's counterclaim against the plaintiff, I am ordering you, Ms. Smith, there are consequences when you sign a contract. I mean, it just so happens that that house ended up being, you know, being uh, foreclosed on. But there are consequences. So you, you sign a contract and you obligate yourself. You can't just say, I'm not paying. Everybody knows somebody else is going to pay. So I am going to find you liable for the rest of the rent in January in the amount of $200. As for the plaintiff's claim against the defendant, I'm going to enter an order that she gets to pick up her stuff and we'll make the arrangements as to the defendant's claim against the plaintiff. $200 verdict for the defendant. Well, in these competing $10,000 lawsuits, no one gets anything near that. The defendant's going to get $200. The plaintiff will get the material back that she left. Let's talk to the plaintiff first. Uh, Ms. Smith, let me ask you, you, you heard from the judge. She gave you a very good explanation of her, of her decision. What are you thinking right now? There's a lot of things she lied about. Even her witness lied. But it's okay. Well, the $200, that's it. But I also line, you're gonna get the would like to get my stuff back, and I hope that it's not damaged. Well, you'll find out. You are going to get it back. The judge has ordered that that happen. Mm -hmm. All right? Thank you very much. Okay. Ms. Crayon, let me ask you. You're only going to get $200, not 10000 <laughs> How do you feel? Oh, I don't feel anything. Actually, it's about the principle. This is a uh, repeated history. Altonette, um did me no better than she did the lady before her and the lady before her. And she's been homeless for three years. And I just got caught up. That's going to end it between you two, I'm for sure. Thank you very much. That'll do it for this case. Now, let's join Judge Marilyn Millian and her husband, Judge John, again for another session of After the Verdict. Can we agree at the outset that it's never a good idea to rent a car or a truck in your name and or turn someone it over else? to someone else? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's just an invitation to trouble, wouldn't you well, say? Well, and the thing is, the reason why someone needs you to rent something in their name is because they can't. Right. And the reason they can't is because they either have bad credit or they owe a bill to U-Haul. Right, and in this circumstance, unfortunately, both the plaintiff and the defendant, it looks like, were on the do not rent list. Yeah, apparently. U-Haul. Yes, <laughs> at some because, point in time. because so. the defendant had her, the plaintiff had her own problem with U-Haul and had a do not rent, and then the defendant also ended up with one. Right, well, you know, Ms. Smith was in a jam, and she had those health problems, and she was kind of pillar to post there for a little while, and uh, hopefully now she gets her stuff back, and the payment goes over to the other side. And right. And uh, I, the defendant didn't throw the stuff out, which you see a lot in these cases. So, you know, we'll see. Hopefully it doesn't affect the rest of their family. Exactly. Well, Andrea, <laughs> there are so many cases to choose from. The one that I remember right off the top of my head, um, there was a guy who had a bachelor party. Um, they had a stripper who gave him a lap dance and she gave him whiplash and he sued the stripper. Uh, so um, it was an amazing case. Um, it was pretty entertaining. I don't remember how it ended, but it's almost beside the point. That'll do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. This is the plaintiff, Susan Kernett. 
she says she hired the defendant to walk her two Labrador retrievers. And she told the woman that one of them, Newton, had a habit of eating things. She told her not to leave anything within his reach. And sure enough, she forgot his harness on the table. And Newton ate the plastic buckles. A few weeks later, Newton needed surgery because he had a blockage in his large intestine. That's when they removed the plastic buckle. The defendant refuses to take responsibility for her negligence and won't pay her the $5,000 she's owed. So she's suing. This is the defendant, Lisa. She says she hung Newton's harness on the coat rack. And when she returned, she noticed he had chewed on the plastic buckles. The plaintiff didn't seem too concerned, but then four weeks later, she's accusing her of almost killing her dog? Excuse you. Newton always eats stuff and could have eaten anything in the four weeks it was since she walked him. She resents the accusation and refuses payment of any kind. She's accused of nearly knocking off Newton. All parties. Please use your right hand. Welcome back to the People's Court. It's all about Newton the dog. The plaintiff says she warned the defendant to watch Newton because he eats everything and ate plastic and needed surgery. The defendant saying it didn't happen on her watch. It's the case of you eating that? Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Ms. Kernett, you have a couple of Labradors? Yes, I do. Go ahead. I hired Lisa to walk my dogs, and she did a good job. I liked Lisa. I thought she was very thorough. But the one thing that I said was nothing can be left within his reach because he has anxiety and he chews things. He already had three this stomach surgeries. This is which surgeries, dog? The black one. So you have a I black have lab and a yellow lab. Right. Okay. The yellow one yeah. is fine. The, the black one, he must, he has some kind of anxiety situation. And as a result of that, he's, he swallows things. He swallowed two socks on two separate occasions. He swallowed a pair of my underwear, and he swallowed a washcloth. The, the socks and the underwear had to be removed surgically. He had, so he had three stomach oh, surgeries prior to this. How the old is, the, this dog is this dog is named Newton, right? Yeah, Newton. Okay, how old is Newton? He's five. This happened when he was four and a half. Okay, all right, so you tell her you can't leave anything in sight because he'll eat everything in sight, and what happens? What happened was I came back one day from work. This was, and I found my heart, the harnesses that they, they wear with the buckles chewed. And I okay. didn't really think and anything of it. I mean, I thought that maybe, you know, I would find it on the floor here. You could see the end of this that he chewed and yeah. the end of this. And I thought, well, maybe I'll sweep it up. We'll find it on the floor, right? But about two and a half, three weeks later, he started getting sick. He, he, he was showing me signs of a blockage. I know this because it happened three other times. He, you know, he didn't want to eat. Um, he would moan. He wouldn't sleep. When a lab doesn't eat, you know there's something wrong. Immediately, I took him to the uh, veterinary emergency hospital in um, Norwalk. It was a Sunday morning. And they, they x-rayed him. And the radiologist re read the x-rays and said he has a blockage of some kind. I had no okay. idea did what they, it could did, Do you have the x-rays for me to look at? No, but I have the pieces that they took out of his stomach. 
Do you have the vet report for me to look at? Yes, I do. Did um, you submit that into evidence? Yes, I did. I this don't is, have these that. Are the the, these are the plastic yeah. pieces. No, my question is, that. do you have the vet report? That's my question yeah. right now. Do you have a report okay. from the vet? Okay. So I, uh, I have his. I have the bill. Okay. No, the bill Abdominal just says there's surgery. a bill. Yeah, Miss Kernet, I need you to listen to what I'm asking. Do you okay. have? Because I've read vet bills my entire Wait, life. I, I, I know how they look. Do you have a vet report that specifically says that what was causing the blockage was a piece of a harness? No. A buckle or I just anything have like the that? Report. No, I don't. I just have the report that, I just have the vet bill. Um, right, but, so all you can prove from the vet is that there was a blockage from something. You can't prove what right. the blockage was from? Okay, so what makes you think that it was from this event? Because when I spoke to the surgeon on the, on the phone and I said, what, was, what caused the blockage? She said it was pieces of plastic, that black plastic that were in his stomach that got caught up in the scar tissue from previous surgeries. Okay, well, why don't you just prove that to me and give me something from the vet that says what you just said? I would like to... Um did the vet give you the... the pieces that they extracted? Yes, yes, they did. I have, I have them that. in here. Okay, Your Honor, the, the it's labeled. Okay, and okay, but who's it labeled by? It's labeled by you, not no, by the doctor. No, it's labeled by the vet. It has the it has the official here. Stop Please it. bring it very close to me, so that uh, I can read I'm it. Sorry, because the picture you submitted into down. evidence. Okay. What? The picture you submitted into evidence doesn't have anything from the vet. So now I'm seeing something in your hands that actually has a label from the vet. So I'd I like have you to the bring label it from the vet. Uh, yes. So very slowly bring it right to the camera and stay there a second. Can you do that? Can you just stop going like this? Look at me. I need you to look at me. Look at me. Okay, okay. I'm trying. Lift My earphone that. keeps falling out. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sorry, Your Honor. Okay. That's all right. Why don't Go you ahead. leave your hand at your earphone? Okay. Well, I you am. can't leave both hands because I need one hand okay. to bring that up to the camera so that I can read it. Okay. Now let me see what's inside. Can you can you kind of stretch it and show me what's inside? Can you open it and show me what's inside? Sure. So that's a piece of black plastic. And it was right. there another and piece in, in my... that same bag? Wait, oh, yeah, I need Liz, you to listen have... to my questions and answer my questions. Okay. Show me the next piece that was in that bag. Bring it close to the camera. Another piece of black plastic. Okay. You can put that down. And are there any other pieces in there? Another piece of unidentifiable black plastic. Okay, and is there anything else in that bag? Here's one of the teeth that go into the buckle. Says you. I mean, I'm trying to identify I know, I know. what is in your hands, okay. and it's not quite as identifiable as you're leading me to believe. In other words, you submitted a picture into evidence. This is the picture that you submitted into evidence that is clearly a belt buckle, but this is not what, and, and the, what you labeled this picture is Buckle that, let's get the whole buckle that Newton chewed. Okay, so, but this is not, I, I don't, 
like this is what is on the outside that we know he chewed. But what came out of Newton's stomach, you can put it down now, what came out of Newton's stomach, it's a lot harder to decide that that's a belt buckle. Did the vet say it was a buckle? No, the vet is that what the told vets? me that it was black plastic. That's okay. what that's Let what me the hear from you, me. Lisa. According to you, tell me, tell me about Newton. How many times had you walked Newton before? Um, I didn't have a regular walk with her dogs. Um, it was sort of as, an, as needed. So, um, so it was maybe um, once a week, but not every week. Um, and, you know, and I liked her too. And they're sweet dogs. And what happened to Newton is very sad. Um, but, Can you tell me how uh, many times had you walked Newton before the before the day of, of the problem? How many times had you walked Newton? Oh, two times? Yeah. 200 times? How many times had you walked Newton? At least 10. Okay. Um, All right. So, and sh had she alerted you to the fact that, hey, Newton chews everything in sight, so don't leave anything lying around? She said that he will chew on leashes and to put them in the other room. Which I did All on right, every but occasion. But you didn't. At one point, yeah, but hold except on, for except this for this day. one. What did you do on this day? On this day, I was coming back again in the afternoon, um, which normally I would just do one walk. So I left them out um, instead of putting them back um, because I would be back and I would take them out again. And right, that but that's was my not, mistake. you know, the idea isn't, of course it was your mistake, because the idea isn't that you leave it in the place where you can save yourself 10 more feet of a walk. The idea is that you put them exactly where she's always instructed you to put them so the dog doesn't eat them. So you come back for the second walk, and what happens? And I found a bunch of pieces on the floor, and the buckles had been chewed on. The, the clasps were still attached to the fabric, but he had it was a well-worn harness and plastic and he had one of them had chewed on on this harness and there were pieces all over the floor okay. and I picked them all up and I put them up high and I texted Susan to tell her what happened that other than that you know th they were okay but that this did occur so that she would know right away and if any action and needed to be taken, say? like she didn't seem concerned because, you know, they were fine. He didn't, he wasn't sick right away. So, um, and I didn't, it didn't look like he swallowed anything because I picked up many pieces. So um, she said, that's okay. He ate one last week or something like that. Did, had Newton chewed on another harness or, or uh, collar the week before? Uh, he did, but he didn't break it apart. In other words, there were teeth marks on it, but he didn't get to it. Okay. So you didn't bring Newton to the vet right away because you didn't think anything of what she told you. There, there didn't appear to be a problem. How do it I know that whatever blockage Newton... Right. So how do I know? How are you going to be able to prove to me that whatever blockage did occur, how many weeks later? It was four weeks later, right? Three and a half weeks, yeah. Three and a half weeks later, you've got to be able to link it to this event. How are we going to do that without the slightest bit of evidence from a vet that, in fact, whatever it is that Newton chewed, who we know Newton chews everything, 
and we know that because we know it's a problem that you alert for, you know, your dog walkers about. How are we going to know that it's this belt buckle, which she says all the pieces were there and she picked them up. I'm sure you didn't put them like a puzzle together, but, you know, she says everything appeared to be fine. The dog didn't appear to be in distress. How do we know it's this and not something else, Newton Shoot? How are you going to be able to prove that she should pay? How much are you asking for? Six thousand something dollars in the stomach surgery. You know, I've got to know that it came from this. And you haven't brought me one piece of evidence from the vet that says that it was a buckle, much less that it was, you know, this buckle. I mean, all the vet, according to you, all the vet says is it's black plastic. You're showing me pieces that look like black plastic. They don't, I can't identify what they are. I'm sorry that this happened, but I don't think that something that happens three and a half weeks later, and I don't, I don't even know from the vet whether that's, typical that a blockage would sit around for that long. Maybe it could, but I know nothing because you have brought me none of the vet's notes, probably because they don't help you. Um, and I've got to be able to know that it happened from this event to tell her, hey, lady, fork over $6,000 for these vet bills. I just, you well, know, the proof just isn't there, you know, um, especially with the dog where we know that the dog ends up you know, chewing and biting on everything in sight and we all have to be careful. I cannot say that you have proven by a preponderance of the evidence that these bills belong to Lisa to pay. My verdict in this case is for the defendant. So the judge finds for the defendant in this case. We're going to talk to the plaintiff first, Ms. Kernett. I have to ask you a question. Number one, how do you respond to this fact that you lost the case? Well, I, I just can't believe it. I mean, it's my fault because I probably should have gotten a statement from the veterinarian, but the vet could all, the vet couldn't say anything except that it was black plastic that they took out of his stomach. Well, you're right. You should have had testimony from the uh, the the vet. It would have helped you. Secondly, you have another big problem. You have a dog who's a pet runs around your house and will eat anything. How do you stop him? How do you control him? Well, at this point, whenever he's not within my sight, he goes in a crate. Well, that's one way. You could put a muzzle on him or putting him in a crate even better. That's kinder. Listen, I feel for you. Pet owners all over the country could feel for you. That's, that's a tough project. Thank you anyway. I'm sorry you lost the case, okay? Now let's okay. talk to the defendant in the case. Lisa, I think you've got to be breathing a real sigh of relief, don't you? Yeah. It was hard to, to hear that news and then to be accused of negligence. That's really difficult. And luckily, he's okay. Yeah, well, I'm, I, I feel for, I'm sure you were surprised to get sued for more than $5,000. Anyway, congratulations. Very. You don't have to pay. Okay? Thank you. And that'll wrap it up for this case. Let us now join Judge Millian and her husband, Judge John, once again for another session of After the Verdict. So, Marilyn, here we have a case, again, where without expert testimony, there's just no way that a, a plaintiff is going to be able to close that circle and establish causation and, right. and, and collect damages. Did you hear the last thing she said, though, which she never said in her complaint? It was, well, I didn't do that because all the vet could say is that it was black plastic. Right. Exactly. That's right. why you don't win the case, because... Right. It's, you can't prove that it's this, everything is black plastic. I mean, if the dog chews everything inside, it could have been anything. Right. And when you're trying to pin $6,000 worth of bills on somebody, you know, you should have the vet report that either identifies the object or if the vet can't, just have the vet report anyway so I can see what the vet says. But 
Also, the vet could have said in the reporter, she could have asked him to say, hey, could it be something that was three and a half weeks in the making? Right. That's very sad. It's been now, this dog's going to be five years old later this month. With five surgeries or four surgeries. At least three surgeries. surgeries. Yeah, horrible. God forbid he gets a hold yes, of it. Yes, I got an idea. To train the dog. Well, she says she's creating them when he's out of sight. She's creating them. Okay, that's better than nothing. But, you know, somebody professionally training them, it's got to be cheaper than the surgeries. You would think so. Lisa, I'm not trying to be funny, but if you're getting a dog, you should go on Yelp. If you want a rescue, make sure it's a reputable rescue organization and one that really looks out to make sure that the dog and you are a good fit.